0: This episode of the Nerve Ball Podcast is brought to you by Fort Mags CrossFit. Like I say, every episode, uh, I do appreciate them for allowing me to use their space. It's a great facility. Come check it out. They got classes for all age groups, uh, all skill levels. They got different kinds of classes too. It's not just the same thing over and over. It's a lot to experience here. Uh, If you want any information about what they have to offer, check out fortmagscrossfit.com. My guest today... As a coach, multiple sports at Perrysburg, a uh, guy that I've seen around quite a bit, uh, talked to about coaching, about sports. It was a great episode. Um, I look forward to you all hearing it. And like I said, uh, um, I tr- I'm trying to make these short. So this is as short as it's going to get. Uh, although before I start, I do want to say it, it has I feel like it's been a while since I've been here because I skipped a week. Uh, but as, as things happen, you know, kids are busy doing things. A lot of sports. The park that I manage is, is opening in a couple of weeks, so there's a lot of work stuff that I got to do too. Uh, so there may be a few episodes here and there that don't get put out, but it's just it's just life right now. Uh, I'll, I will try to fill those voids with uh, past episodes or other podcasts that I enjoy. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that, and uh, if I do check out, you know, check out those other podcasts. If I if I do share some other ones. So um, uh, with that being said, you know, like I said, this is a great guy. I'm excited for you all to listen. So. Uh, without further ado, here's my guest.
1: My name is Chris Stein, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher.
0: Great, Chris. Thanks uh, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we start, uh, I do want to say uh, publicly that I apologize for getting my dates mixed up. <laughs> not only, not only did did I get my dates mixed up, but I had to move you, move you once uh, to apparently yesterday on Saturday, and then you text me like, "Hey, you're not here." I'm like, "Oh no, it's the wrong
1: day." Well, I just want to make sure I had the right spot and everything like that. So I got a I got a pre look at everything and how the setup was. So all all good. <laughs>
0: I uh, I preemptively moved you maybe a little bit later than I than I thought about it last weekend because uh, my little sister got a party bus for her birthday and I'm like there's no way I'm going to be able to do a podcast at nine o'clock yeah. in the morning the next <laughs> day and I, I was off. right I didn't get off the couch till like three o'clock in the
1: <laughs> uh no problem
0: <laughs> so thanks for being flexible um, and uh, we, we've known each other. For a while now, I yep. think I think we've knew each other, uh, just seen each other for a while until yeah. we finally introduced ourselves. Um, but you're involved as, as I feel like as much as I am in perrysburg stuff. Yeah. You know, it's um, right now you're doing or you, you're just finished up baseball. Yep, uh, you did basketball as well. Yep. Um, have you coached other things in these?
1: No, those are the only two my okay. wife will let me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It she, is a lot. It is she, a lot. Yeah.
1: She said, uh, you, she actually gave me permission to do baseball. Yeah. Uh, again, from my, my old school and that. So it was, uh, she's, she's the key behind all of this. Oh, mine too. Giving yeah. my, yeah. Well, they all are, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, we can't be out here coaching and taking time away and, and without having someone, you know, taking care of everything else. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh uh so, something i always ask everybody is uh what is something you've been nerding out about lately like uh something you're always super into you know cl- uh any hobbies interests something something you could have started a long time ago or something you just started
1: um my biggest hobby is uh my baseball card and autograph collection yeah i've been doing that since uh all the way i was probably about six years old seven years old my dad bought me my first uh, baseball card set and i've been hooked ever since yeah so it uh for a while there, I got away from it, but uh, a guy by the name of Dave Bowman, who's a, uh, I coached his kids in town and that, and he's uh, he got me hooked again <laughs> on that. So I've I've always been very passionate about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have uh, baseball card collections, and you know now it's Pokemon cards. We've talked about that before, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and just miscellaneous stuff. I think my grandparents got us a whole Desert Storm collection too. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that me and my brother both have, but. W- what what about it like do you remember as a kid like getting these and you're like man I just want to get a lot more of these as
1: as a kid it was just seeing the the players on the card and then watching them on TV mm-hmm. as well and mm-hmm. and it was all I mean baseball's always been a passion of mine and just everything about it so it was it was seeing the cards it was the stats on it I yeah. I would memorize everything um going just even the the older guys that were were playing and had since retired and that and just Getting the history of it and everything, and it kind of—I guess it kind of goes into what I do at school too, as I'm a history teacher. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, I just—I love the history, the nostalgia of it and everything, and then watching it on TV and seeing those guys. And you go through the the cards as they're playing and stuff like that. And it mm-hmm. was always just something that clicked with me. It was something that my dad, and my uncle, and my brother, and really my whole family was involved in in various ways. So it was—it was just really. Something that that binded us together, and mm-hmm. and it was it's everything about it. I just love it.
0: That's why I was gonna ask you if if it was a a family thing too, because I know. My dad, my dad collected. Uh, he didn't collect baseball cards or any cards. He collected comic books, but mm-hmm. that just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, so it was just it was just me and my brother would do that kind of stuff. But it sounds like your whole family was involved in it.
1: Well, uh, so so my my dad and my uncle used to run these baseball card shows in Toledo. Oh, really? And it was a it was a side gig that they brought in big name players. And through my entire childhood, I met. The best of the best really I I had uh, I mean the the current guys at the time when I was a kid I yeah. met the Tigers were really good and mm-hmm. I was a big tiger and I still am a big tiger fan Alan Trammell, Jack Morris Kurt Gibson wow Whitaker, I mean I'm, I we met all these people and they would come in for these these baseball card shows and all my my dad and my uncle it was all family run friend family and friends and they would bring these guys in they would rent a hall. They would sell tables to card collectors and and, and dealers and that and it, they charged an, inter, um, uh, an admission fee yeah. and tickets for the players and they would charge for the tables and that was it and it was all run out of my house. Um, it That's
0: was. Crazy. We did, did it. Did it just feel like because as a kid you're just like man this is just normal everyone gets to do this. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It was. It was.
1: And 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 the weird thing was I, uh, a lot of my friends knew I did it but only one or two. Or like really understood what was going on, and mm. they would they would come with me to the shows and stuff like that. We'd hang out all day, but I mean, and, and then it and then you're meeting guys like I mean Mickey Mantle, wow. uh, Ted Williams, Willie Mays. Um, I have a picture, and I always prove to my my uh, my classes because they're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I have a, I have a giant picture in the back of, of my classroom of Muhammad Ali and the Beatles, mm-hmm. and uh, I met Muhammad Ali. And I have a picture of him with his his fist under my chin really and and it was his birthday and I look like an absolute dork and I don't care <laughs> I'm standing next to Muhammad Ali <laughs> and it, it's just I and the kids will go come on you know they'll finally yeah, call yeah. me on one and I have the picture on my phone and I'll pull it up and I'm like here it is yeah and they're like oh my god you know because Muhammad Ali's it, it's a Michael Jordan it's yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's iconic throughout the world everybody knew who he was mm-hmm. so um, my, my childhood was was amazing. I, I went to church with Joe DiMaggio and uh, it seems like a
0: movie. Oh it,
1: it, it was I mean it, it really does seem like a dream, yeah. I mean because I, you, you name a, a celebr a, a baseball celebrity of the 50s and 60s. Like, I met him, yeah, I, I, I drove in a limo with with uh, Bob Gibson, who was one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and all he wanted to talk about with me was that he was a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. Not that he was the most dominating, <laughs> fearing pitcher in the in the '60s and into the '70s with the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, like it was, it was just amazing. And I didn't appreciate it until I was older. Uh, you know i i I kicked myself because I started getting a baseball a card show and making sure I got one of the, of each signature, but i didn't start until about halfway in so the amount of people oh, that I miss wow uh, just kicking myself yeah. but it's it's my that's my prize collection yeah. you know when when people come over and and they're in i know they're into baseball or something I will show them that and just it it's the the stories that you can tell about meeting them and they were just people they mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't the 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 celebrity i mean they were just you could see their actual just human nature and yeah. things like that it was so cool
0: yeah that uh i have a few autographs but something about i, I even told my wife i go something about like just seeing famous yeah. people like i went to the uh nfl hall of fame i think the year before covid okay uh my dad and i went and uh and some uh, people came up from Texas there. My, we're Cowboys fans, so we want to see Drew Pearson go in. And um, but like, uh, my dad was just off with you know family; they were doing whatever. And I was waiting in line as people got off the bus because I just want to see him and take pictures. Sure. I don't know what it is. It's just I just uh, my dad has doesn't care. Whatever you know, like hey dad, that's so and so. Oh, that's cool. You know, but I'm like right there, like elbowing kids, just trying to you know <laughs> trying to get a picture or whatever. Yeah. But I I like that all that stuff and the autograph things. I, I went to. Uh, um, Cleveland at the time they were still the Indians, but I went to spring training and I was talking to people on Twitter that I'm friends with that have gone and they go. This is the best time to get autographs. They yeah. sign everything, and I took my son had this tiny little jacket and I took it and and had I probably got like 25 signatures. That's on that awesome. Thing. But they were just like all about it. Like yeah, cool man. It, it was it was yeah. such a cool thing.
1: And that's the neat thing. I mean, even just sitting here with you, the the way we get geeked up for it. all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, people who, who haven't done it, they don't get it, Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So,
0: yeah. And seeing some of the people that, you know, that I grew up watching, like, you know, Sandy Alomar still a coach mm-hmm. and Charles Nagy was there and, yeah. and I have, uh, a, a, just a, one of those fake jerseys. And so Charles Nagy signed that. And, you know, I had, uh, something else. I can't remember what it was. I think it was. Corey Kluber signed two different things, so then I was able to give my friend something, you know. So it was just like a a cool experience. And yeah. My dad and I talk about going back eventually, but uh, we just haven't be been awesome. able to make it back. But it's it's so cool and to you know to do something like this and then have like my son likes doing this kind of stuff and collecting Pokemon cards and seeing all this crap I have on my on my wall <laughs> down in the basement. You know, yep. it's just it's just a cool thing to also do together. Yeah, know?
1: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you you, you talked about growing up with with like just. All these famous people. And now you said, like, hey, you know, like, you appreciate it now. But I think that's, like, like you said, you're kind of kicking yourself. But that's just what kids do, right? right. They're just there and, and living in the moment. And, yep. you know, now people people think it's weird when you're not taking a picture or video of something. And, you know, that's what you and, – and I guess the equivalent there is, like, well, I guess I'm just not saying anything. I'm just here and having fun. Yeah. Whatever, right? yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <it's> so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you have uh, one, like, one thing in your collection like this is – this is like, you. whenever people come see it, you're like, this is the thing I show first. I,
1: I have, uh, I, I actually, I wait till the end. I have a baseball bat. It's a, it's considered a hall of fame bat. I have about, it's about 50 ish, uh, signatures on there from Ted Williams, Willie Mays, yeah. um, uh, Al Kaline, uh, Lou Brock, uh, Bob Gibson. Uh, I mean, the. The Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford, the, the names are just endless. Oh, I love it. I, I hide it away. It's, it's, you'd never be able to find it type yeah. of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, I'll bring this up. I, I do have a, a baseball, and uh, there's, I think there's a movie that just came out about this guy. Um, it has Yogi Berra, who was the catcher for the Yankees mm-hmm. and in the Hall of Fame. It has uh, Mickey Mantle on it, and it has Whitey Ford. So you have the center fielder, the uh, one of the best left-handed pitchers of all time, and, the, and the, one of the best catchers of all time. Yeah. all on the same baseball and it's um it I, I i just it it's something about the way they sign and just the look of it and everything like that um the hardest thing is is i'm a tiger fan and oh, i have all yeah. these yankees that it, that my dad always jokes about. You know, he he grew up hating these guys, and he told them, he goes, "I hated you guys," and and you know, and, and they get it. Yeah. And it's, it was just, it's so funny to to uh, to think back on the conversations and things like that that they had. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my my dad growing up in the '60s, what the Tigers were really good, and the, the teams that they had, and they used to talk about the rivalries, and you get some of the oh, inside yeah. stories and stuff like that. It's so cool. But yeah, those are <laughs> those are probably two of the my favorite. And then I also have a baseball with. Um, it's called the shot heard round the world mm-hmm. when the giants uh walked off against the dodgers and i have uh, bobby Thompson's signature and i have ralph branca the guy who threw the pitch oh really and i they they were started doing later in life um uh baseball card shows together and realized you know they could cuz players back then they didn't make a lot of money yeah. so they needed to supplement their income and and with their fame even afterwards they you know they made a a decent living mm-hmm. um and realize they could make a little more, especially Ralph Branca, because nobody knew who he was. He was just the pitcher, yeah. And uh, and and they really started going around together. They were really cool to to meet together and stuff like that. So. Was,
0: was there ever, ever someone you met? You're like, man, I wish I wouldn't have met you because you're you're kind of a jerk, and now it like, throws me all off. <laughs> I, I
1: there there were a couple. There yeah. was one, and I I I think he was just having a bad day. Yeah. Um, Hank Aaron was was. It, it was the day they were pl- uh, the Browns were playing because all the shows were usually done on a Sunday. Okay, unless it was a really big star, the, and not that Hank Aaron wasn't a big star, but um, they might do a two day show or something like that. And he wanted to listen to the Browns game, so he had headphones in. <laughs> You have people coming up wanting to talk to you, yeah, and it it just seemed like, dude, you you couldn't wait or or you just look, find the score, but yeah, I I just I mean overall, I, I know he's a nice guy, and I just I I think he was just into the moment the Browns were having a good season, and you know it's back with like Bernie Kosar and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so they were pretty good, yeah, that. but um I, you. Yeah. the 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 biggest ones that I, I was disappointed in was they had Ken Griffey and Ken, Ken Griffey senior and Ken Griffey junior mm-hmm. and it was Griffey was only 20 years old. Okay. I mean he was just hitting his stride as a as a rookie with Seattle and everything like that. And they come in with this huge RV and <laughs> and it was it, ever, the people would bring stuff up to sign and his dad would you can't sign that you know, we we'd have to have more money. You can't sign really? that. We'd have to have more money. You can't sign that. We yeah. and and it was really a, they were really big timing us. It's like yeah. it's a small family operation, and I get everybody wanted to make, it, but you're making even that millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, dude, come on, like you you can sign it. <laughs> I, was, I was I would
0: hope it was more his dad than. And it, than his, I would was, imagine him. He's yeah. you know, King Griffith Junior. is just like well whatever he's that my dad right. says you know
1: right and and his dad i mean his dad had been through it. his dad yeah. was a star with the yeah. reds and yeah. and everything like that and the yankees and um i i mean i think he was just trying to to help his kid but at the same time it was like you're kind of milking it a little yeah. bit and it was like you know whatever <laughs> man
0: <laughs> so when you weren't uh going around to these card shows and meeting everybody what what did you what what was your thing what did you do when you were younger Play I played sports? every single sport
1: did... known to man yeah. you know it was we we were we baseball season we played baseball basketball we always played that and, yeah you know when it got dark and and uh and and i had uh a court in my backyard that we would play in oh, and nice. it was lit up uh and football season we played football i mean it was i i played everything we played tennis we played golf we played we make up games <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you do, you do you have siblings that you yeah, I have, okay. I have three. Uh,
1: I have my my brother. It, the order goes me, then my brother, and then I have two younger sisters. Okay, so all all told between me and my youngest, there's eight years between us. Okay. So there's about two years between us, and you know, we we did what siblings do. We yeah. fought. We we played together. We we got on each other's nerves. But um, yeah, we. We just we lived in a great neighborhood too, where there were a lot of kids and it was a, a lot of stuff going on. So,
0: where'd you grow up? Did you grow up around here? West I... Toledo. Oh, okay. All West right.
1: Toledo, over uh, by Franklin Park, in between Monroe and uh, Monroe and Sylvania. Yeah, and um, yeah, just it, it was just a, it was a great neighborhood. You had yeah. you had uh, stores all around you. You had a uh, we had a park down the street that gave us room to do whatever, and you know it was the it was the old school where. We went out in the morning. Yeah. We came back at lunch, maybe if we were hungry, and then we went back out and we came back when it was dark. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was that kind of neighborhood.
0: We would do that um, and then my dad set up, We had because we had a basketball, uh, just a hoop in our driveway, but my dad would get, get these lights out that we could clamp to our, our house. Oh, and yeah. It would shine on the, on the hoop so we could just keep playing at night. The only part yeah. is, like, we would play all the time. Me and my best friend, his name's Corey, we would play in the winter too mm-hmm. and we had for a, The slightest low spot in our driveway. So it always ice over there first. So we just had to be. Yep. (laughs) But we got, we got pretty used to like just avoiding that area. Yeah. And you just shovel it off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. (laughs) Just being out there. It was, it was fun. You know, we'd be out there for, if it was cold, (laughs) be out there for 20 minutes, warm up, go back out there. You know, it was, it's a fun time. So even when the streetlights did come on, we were still outside doing something just at our house.
1: And I, and I grew up during, as, as the video games were coming into the Nintendos and the Genesis and stuff like that. I mean, we played our fair share of video games too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) I, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: me and my brother, we used to play a lot of video games. There was a, a picture of us, I think it was uh, just regular Nintendo. We had these two desks that we would just sit in front of the TV, and, and we were probably like four feet away from the TV and just stared at TV playing video games. Yeah. It was, I, I mean, that's one thing I still love to do now is play video games. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. But yeah. when you grow up with it, you know that's, that's much like baseball cards or anything else you get into. It just sticks with it's, you. Yeah, absolutely. You just find gaps. There's just gaps, like you said, with your cards. Like there was a gap where we had uh, our son, and and until he could actually play video games, we just it just didn't happen. So right. I didn't have anybody to play with. You know?
1: Yeah. And then they become old enough to play it, and then you whoop them in it, and they're like, "What the heck?" And like, <laughs> I grew up in a video game age. I got the thumbs th- for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we play. We, he likes to play NBA 2K. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I I beat him a few times pretty good and then we had some close games and then he beat me once uh and then he was like can we keep playing can we? and then i keep but then i kept beating him so it's yeah. it's it's the only problem with those with newer games now is i don't play enough of them right like and he plays a lot more than i do yeah you know so but no, it's still fun
1: i had i gotta tell you a quick little story yeah, yeah. I, we, i'm school just ended here not too long ago and we are end of class and get nothing to do. It's the last day or whatever. And this, this girl had this game uh, and, it, uh, it basically plays some music and you have to tap the keys. Yeah. that Okay. Yeah. A beat star, I think is what it's called. And, um, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. And, and I played a game similar to that a long time ago. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good at it, but yeah. I, I didn't say anything to her. Yeah. So she's like, oh, you should download the game. I'll play you. I'm like, okay. So I downloaded the game really quick, and we're playing. And you know, I'm sitting there, km- 싶- 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 <laughs> acaba- <laughs> and the game and the game finishes. And she goes, "What'd you get?" And I said, "What'd you have?" And she's like, "I had forty two thousand points." I said, "Huh? So forty seven thousand would beat that?" She's like, "No." <laughs> I'm like. Girl, I grew up in yeah, the video yeah. game age. I said, I'm pretty good at stuff.
0: <laughs> That's what my, my kids play that and then, you know, I, they will come to me as like, Dad, I can't beat this level, can you beat it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the best, 'cause that yeah, that enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: uh, so so you're out, you know, playing sports, playing with all your yeah. siblings. Do do they all I I know there's a big uh between you and the and the last and there's eight years, but for for the most part, do you guys get along and everything when you guys are younger? It's, you know? Besides um, normal, normal sibling stuff, but you guys, you know, hang out, play with, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, we 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 fought it's, a lot, but it, it, we did when it when it comes down to it, and you look back to it, um, my brother and I used to play out back basketball all the time. There's only two years different, so as yeah. he got a little older and that, and and they usually ended up in you know fights, yeah. wrestling, <laughs> wrestling on the ground or something like yeah. that. But um, no, we we yeah we had a we had a great childhood together. Mm-hmm. When we get together, it's very competitive still. Oh really. Um, we're all except my one sister, we're all in our forties and, and it's still it's it's incredible. I mean, we just have so much fun together. <laughs> um one one of my sisters lives here in Perry'sburg. Um and then my brother lives in Defiance. My other sister lives in Pittsburgh. Okay. So I know last time we got together, it was board games and we were just, you know, beating on each other, you know, the whole, <laughs> the entire game ragging on each other. And yeah. stuff, like what siblings do. Yeah. But the, the great thing is, is that I have three kids, all teenagers. My brother has four boys that are um, 16, 14, 12, uh, Ten, essentially. So they're, I mean, they're very active. Yeah. My sister has a, a son who's a sophomore here at Perrysburg, and then my other sister has some some really younger kids and everything like that. But when we get together, the games that we get, kickball games, football games, yeah. I mean, just every the soccer games out out. Especially in my brother's house, he's got some land that we can play around okay. in and that. It's like being a kid again. Yeah. And you forget that they're your your kids and your nieces and nephews and we just start beating on each other. <laughs> it's just and and my one nephew, I mean, he's like six foot yeah. two hundred pounds and, and he's just like I mean, he's a teddy bear. He he's just an awesome kid. <laughs> but he's tough to move at
0: times. Yeah, oh I bet, yeah. <laughs>
1: but it's just it, it's it's just like growing up, you yeah. know, and the, and we just it's a good family uh atmosphere and stuff like that.
0: That so. that is cool. Yeah, I I grew up most of my family lived in Texas. So, okay. and I got a bunch of cousins but they all just yeah. lived down there. So, I didn't have um a, a lot of family up here. Mm-hmm. I had one of my dad's uh young, his youngest brother lived up lives up here and I have cousins and but yeah, it was to like that part of it, like I like that that part of like when I when I do go down to Texas, it's like I live there forever because yeah. you know they're all excited to see us and everything. but it is cool to be able to like just go and, uh, you know, maybe this weekend, you know, yep. for holidays, you guys are there and doing whatever and hanging out.
1: Yeah. Know, I've cool. been begging my brother for the last two days, like when we getting together, oh, yeah. you know, it's Memorial weekend. He's like, well, I'm busy today. I'm, busy. I'm like, Monday. He's like, well, we'll see. I'm like, well, let me know. I just talked to him last night. I'm like, dude, we, we got to get together. We got to, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just that much fun. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I look forward to it. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> does he, does any of your siblings get into car, are into cards and stuff still? Uh,
1: my brother is, and, uh, two of his boys, especially. Okay. And my, my son was a little bit into the Pokemon stuff. He's got a ton of those that mm. he's stored away in that. And he, he never really got into it. And my daughters are, are, they, they just don't care as much. I mean, they appreciate what I have and they definitely don't touch my stuff downstairs. <laughs> and when their friends come over, but, and their friends are usually more interested than they are. Um, but my, my, uh, nephews get into it and I've given them a lot of uh, stuff that I have. And, yeah it's, it's fun to share and I'll go over there and, and they'll, um, you know, they'll show me what they have and I'll show them what I got. You know, I I still, I do a lot more off of eBay and just kind of collecting things. Um, and, and going through it's, it, the, the industry's gotten really expensive nowadays and it's like, well, do I just want to, do I want to buy a box, which is cool. And you, you miss miss that passion of opening up and, and the surprise. And at the same time, it's, it's like, I'm just gonna buy this card because that card because that's what I'm looking yeah. for. And yeah. it's it's just easier sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely definitely see that because especially you're an adult, you can spend your your money, right? How you want. to Well <laughs> and now we go back to the wife card,
1: <laughs> so to speak. Um yeah, I'm on I'm on a little bit of a budget because I know I'll I'll get out of hand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She and I have an agreement, which I sort of kind of not really keep to. <laughs> I uh
0: you know, I, I'll do that. Um, I I do the budget and stuff for our, for the month, so there are budget item line items that there's money to be spent for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I I have a like a cabinet in my garage that's full of unopened Pokemon cards. Yeah, and my son doesn't know that they're there. Um, and and my garage is a mess, so he's never going to get back to that cabinet. <laughs> but uh, like some of these things, like I just want to keep, and then like. 20 years later they can open them and, yeah. and find whatever you know but you know i i also like having it because if it's like a something's coming up or christmas or birthday you're like oh we need one more thing I go, i'll go to my pokemon shelf i got, shelf. I, got yeah. I got something there
1: and, and i don't i never realized until much later how the the pokemon world and just how much things are worth and the, yeah. the value of those cards and I, I i i went through my son's stuff one time just kind of looking at some of the things and some of the cards he has i'm like yeah, these are like twenty, thirty dollar cards, yeah. you know, and and a couple of them that he had were like a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's just as lucrative almost as as yeah. baseball cards, and they're, uh, you know, you're just looking at me. You're like, it's a cartoon drawing, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But, it, that's I mean, for that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's just whatever you get out of but it. But like, it, right? yeah,
1: yeah, like anything, like you said, your dad collected comic books, and yeah. collect Pokemon, or and I collect baseball cards or whatever. There, there's a market for it, uh-huh. and and. I understand the passion that you have for it from a different perspective. You know, I'm collecting something else, but you know, people collecting stamps and coins and that. Yeah. I, I never do that, but I understand why you do it, yeah. and you just get into it. And it's, I think that's the part. It's the kid in you and everything like that. And I think it, it's that connection back to your your childhood, which mm-hmm. that's what I love about it.
0: I don't know. I probably would have bought Pokemon cards if it was if I didn't have my son. But that was a huge like yeah. catalyst to like, yeah, let's do this because now you know we can. I, he might buy a box or I might buy a box, and mm-hmm. and he just opens all of them. But I'm there to see and and be excited when certain yeah. cards come up or whatever. And you know, as far as like they are just drawings, but some of them uh especially the there because there's like rare alter, alternate rare alternate art all these things right man they are really well done yeah and just oh, like yeah. if you look at them to see the different art and different stuff that's on there it's just it's just really cool
1: yeah and, and i mean that's my wife will look at them and, and like at a baseball card or something she goes it's it's a picture on a piece of cardboard yeah i go it's more than that you're not if if you don't if you haven't gone through it you don't understand it yeah. you know and, and that was just like with with whether whether it's Comic books, Pokemon, like it's you know, coins, stamps, yeah, baseball cards. It's just, you know, then you appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So
0: <laughs> there, there is one I've never, and I don't know if you've been this way with baseball cards because actually, obviously, they come in like sets, mm-hmm. like, and most of them I know, I'm assuming they still do. But when I remember when I collected baseball cards, they would have a couple cards that had checklists on them. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, so the and Pokemon cards are the same. Like here's this set coming out in this set, and people like to collect entire sets. Yep. I've never been that way except for this new set that's coming out. It's called I think they're calling it Pokemon 151, which is the original 151 Pokemon. Okay. And I told my son, I go, if I we're completing anything, this is the set we're completing yeah. because this is what I remember. Now there's like eight hundred Pokemon. There's so many different kinds. Yeah. But like this is what I remember. Uh, but people, man, it's like you said. With uh, collecting anything, it can be expensive. And oh, yeah. Some people collect set after set after set and have these binders full of these cards. I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> not just of, like
1: and work everything, uh, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Not,
0: as in that the money, not just like in in value of what you have, but in all the amount of cards you had to buy in order to get these cards. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it. it I I have an, a my other appreciation is my grandparents. I mean, they were. I think around sixty-ish when when my parents and my uncle and aunt started the baseball card show and everything, and my grandma and grandpa got into it too. Yeah, and my grandma <laughs> up until I mean she she passed away several years ago at like the age of eighty-eight, and she she would collect sets. Yeah, and she would do it the traditional way. You know, she would just open them up and do the little checklist. and and you know when when she passed, I mean the amount of sets that she had, mm-hmm. it was just like. Grandma I mean <laughs> like holy crap, you've got all of this stuff, and yeah. and you know it's just another another appreciation for that that I had for the sets and things like that, you know,' childhood memories and remembering them and yeah. everything like that so <laughs> so cool did, did
0: you did you- obviously you started as a kid did mm-hmm. when you got into high school and college did this continue, you talked about a gap but i was high
1: sure. high school it, it started to wind down college no, it was all. Stored at my parents' house, and and it was just all put away. I never went through it.
0: Was it just Uh, something that you just have time for anymore, Yeah, you just didn't want to?
1: Yeah, I didn't have time. I wasn't going to, you know, trudge it around to the dorm rooms and then the apartments and everything like that. Um, Probably reacquired it at some point in time. Uh, I think my wife and I, uh, when we bought our first house, I'm like, okay, I've got some space. I can store Mm. some things in that. And and then um, during... My first couple of years, I used to work up at St. Francis in Toledo, and and uh, uh, I was coaching two sports It just didn't have time or yeah. anything like that. And then gradually, I started getting them back. I'd go through them here and there just when I had time, but for the most part, they were just collecting dust. And it took up a lot of space. Yeah. And then my wife was, it was, you know, I'm going to kind of blame her. She's like, you got to go through it. You got to get rid of it. And I'm like, you want me to go through my stuff? Yeah you 're telling me you want me to go through this she 's yeah, so okay, so yeah. I, I kind of started getting back into it where i 'd go through things, and i didn 't realize some of the stuff that I had, yeah and I had forgotten about it, and then you know and now moving stuff around and uh, and, and I, I did start to get rid of a lot of stuff because it had been overproduced so much that mm-hmm. didn 't have the value. In, in terms of the, the monetary value, you know, yeah, it has some mem- memory things and things like that, but there's so much. I'm like, I have to get rid of some of this stuff. Yeah. So when my brother started having his boys and they got older and started to appreciate it, I started giving a lot of the stuff to them. Um, it, you know, I, I made sure to throw in some things that had some value, like here, make it worth your while yeah. and, and look through it and that. But uh, I, I've, I kind of narrowed a lot of the stuff down. Um, So I don't, I still have a, a, I think a solid collection, but yeah, I I probably in the last three, four years, just short of COVID and then definitely into COVID, I kind of got back into it Mm -hmm. and looking at a lot of the new stuff that were coming out. And I'd even go back and look at some of the stuff that I'd missed, you know, over the years and like buying some of the cards from
0: there and that, but yeah, I, I, do you ever think you, you like, do you sell things too, or do you just mostly just collect stuff and
1: um, I yeah, I've sold some, yeah. um, some things uh, over the years and that. But I the the collection at some point in time, I'm sure I'll, I'll get rid of it. But um, I'm still I I enjoy building up the collection and yeah. things like that. I've I've had some stuff, um, some guys that I I know that were my dad's friends that still deal with it and the dealers and things that you meet. So I'll I'll give them a call and like hey I want to move this and this what do you think and uh, okay you know so okay. I I haven't I don't really sell anything online like through the Facebook garage sales or the or eBay and stuff but um, I definitely buy through there
0: yeah. <laughs> I know my dad with his collections and he which now I have a bunch of stuff but he would always just have collectibles in general mm-hmm. just like bobbleheads and yeah you know yeah. replica little trophies or this and that and it's all in my basement now and. He always tell me like he goes, I'm never gonna like do anything with this stuff. If you want to sell it, cool. If you don't, you know you can give it to your kids, and that's yeah. that's where I'm at with my stuff. Is like, I'm not gonna go through through the time and effort to like try to get rid of some of the stuff. Plus, a lot of stuff we have isn't that super valuable. I mean, mm-hmm. we have. I had a uh, my grandpa had somebody in our family that worked for the Cowboys, so we, I have a Troy Aikman helmet side oh, helmet. Cool. Uh, well, my grandpa gave it to me. He goes, "Here, you can have this one because it's a replica helmet. I'm going to get a real helmet signed, and that's what I'm going to have." I said, "Okay, I don't <laughs> care. It's a signature, you yeah, know." Yeah, So th- there's a lot of stuff like that, but like I just it, right now, I just look at it. It's cool. And if my kids, when they're older, if they want to sell it, then they can sell it. now. Yeah. Right part
1: of the, part of the problem that the industry kind of killed itself is with all the grading and everything, and the authentications mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. which I, I totally understand, especially the uh, to authenticate to authenticate the, the autographs and everything, um, I don't do any of that, which makes it harder to sell stuff. The, the nice thing I know is every single autograph that I have in my basement, I physically handed it to the person They handed it back, you know, whereas somebody who doesn't know me, they're not gonna know if I'm, you know, telling the truth or whatever. And, And that's the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And it's like, it's mine. I'm not, I'm not selling any of those or anything like that. And, and people that know me that have wanted something and and have offered me money for this and that or whatever, like it, they, they know, but the industry just became so bogged down with, with fakes and things like that, that Mm -hmm. it ruined it for everybody else and that. But um, my, uh, my uncle, who's really big into this, he, uh, he talked about like, I understand why and how expensive it is to authenticate, but at the same time in the future, when you you know when I'm gone and I give it to my kids or whatever, um, nobody's gonna know that. You yeah. know, they they you you need to do that just from a, an insurance standpoint and stuff like that, which I get. So
0: yeah, so my, my son wants to send his cards in to get graded. Yeah, like it's so expensive. Oh god, it's
1: isn't it ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. And then they base it based on how much you're, how much is your card worth? Mm-hmm. It's like so you're going to charge me X amount of dollars because I know this is worth a little more. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's such it's, a riot. Yeah, <laughs> and we
0: have like a bunch that we could probably probably send in but it's it's i always tell look at the, i was like look at the price Mateo. Yeah. Oh, this is it's too expensive we can just yeah. we just put them right now we put them in a penny sleeve and then put them in a hard sleeve <laughs> yep. and then yep I do the same thing. There, and then keep them in there and you know he has a separate area for all the the quote-unquote good cards and, mm-hmm. and then the bulk just go in those little baseball i he's never had one of the cardboard baseball card holders like yep. the long rectangle ones oh, So yeah. I, I bought him some of those he goes what are these i go check it out and i folded it and put it together he <laughs> goes oh man these are cool you know <laughs> I have so many of them <laughs> in the basement. He just never paid attention yeah. to them. Isn't that funny? How, how He's what? 11? 11. 11? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And he's he's at the same point where we were when we were kids. Yeah, and the yeah. look, sh- I can see the look on his face. You know, he's going. I, I, we had the same look when we were kids. Yeah. yeah you know, the boxes and putting them in there, and I, I still do it. I have my good cards and over here. Yeah. I have the commons over here. I, you know, I'm constantly. <laughs> well, he's no good anymore, and I'm constantly moving it. And, yeah. Yeah. All while watching the tigers, you know, just it's it's like I'm I'm 11 again <laughs> myself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it. It's, it's cool. Every once in a while, my daughter will come home with cards too. She's like, Dad, look, I got this Pokemon card from so and so. Or my friend opened up these football cards and I told my one of the cowboys, so I brought these two for you. So I put them on my shelf, you know. And yeah. so she got excited about those too. She doesn't get ex- nearly excited about the cards, yeah. but I think she just wants to do it because so it's fair. So she's like, Well, I want to open the cards too, you know. But yeah. she. She doesn't care That's as so much, but she's there, you know.
1: I have I have twin daughters, and they're they're uh, they're going to be seniors now. God, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> um, and and they they don't care at all, which yeah. is which is fine, but. Um, the Joe Burrow for the Bengals and yeah. everything. For some reason, um, my one daughter Paige has a, an affinity for him and whatnot. And I'm like, well, we were at the mall one time. I'm like, do you want a card or something like that? She's like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. So I ended up, I, I got one off off of eBay at some point in time, and I yeah. gave it to her. And she loves the card. I go, do you want any others or anything like? She goes, no, I'm good. <laughs> She's got one card in her collection, and, and it's complete. It's her collection is complete
0: at. One <laughs> Oh, that's great That's so funny Yeah, because you're you, you, In the back of your head You're thinking like Alright, well maybe this will Blossom into something you're Yeah, like, you no. know No <laughs> Nope it's One card That's it That's so good yeah. <laughs> Oh, So um, I do want to go back A, a little bit we, we talked about you Obviously growing up And being with all these people And yeah. hanging out with friends And stuff When did And you're a history teacher now mm-hmm. uh, When did you decide like Hey, this is what I want to do You know, obviously I think I think probably collecting played into that because, like you said, it is about there's a lot of history into that and meeting yeah. all these historical baseball players. And this, you know, was any, did any of that play into you wanting to be a history teacher, or was there something else? I think subconsciously it did, but okay. But the reason I became a history teacher is because my dad. Oh, um, he,
1: my, both my parents have education degrees. Neither neither of them really. Well, my dad didn't go into education. He ended up working for the state of Ohio in another capacity, um, and then was offered a job. But he was like, well, I I just got this job, mm-hmm. a teaching job. And then he's like, I already have this job, so maybe I'll go back into teaching later on. And he never did. But okay. um, my mom worked, um, she had an educa- uh, education degree, and she um, she basically ran a daycare out of her house for about 20 years. Oh, wow. So I don't want to say she didn't use it, but it wasn't like- uh Form. For a school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So- and then she she worked for an attorney's office for the for the second half of her life and everything like that. But they both they both got into education. They they're both great. They're still alive. They're both great around kids and everything like that. And I always had that I think built up in my head like this is what I should do. Yeah, that's not what I started in college. I, I started as I wanted to be an accountant. Really? Yeah, at Bowling Green. How? Did, and, how? Why? I, I was always good at math okay, and okay. all of those aptitude tests that you take in, in schools. Like, yeah. I, I always tried to gear it towards I wanted something where I'm going to make some money and everything mm. like that. So I would always make sure to answer it towards I want to be an accountant. <laughs> I'm going to be a CPA. I'm gonna do, and and it's like I knew in my head like I want to coach too. Mm-hmm. and And I was at I was going back to Bowling Green one weekend, and I was a freshman, couldn't have a car on campus, so my dad's driving me back. And it was after the first semester, just starting the second semester, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be an accountant. He goes, really? And like, he already knew what was coming. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I'm changing my major. And he goes, gee, what's it going to be? And and I mean, he already knew, like, you're going to be a teacher. And, uh, and it's because of that. My dad was big into history. I loved it too. And mm-hmm. it just grew up, you know, you're watching the movies and you the documentaries and things like that. And, um, and just like teaching and, and coaching, it was like what I wanted to do. I wanted to be around kids and, um, you know, switched my major and, and didn't look back and yeah. haven't looked back. So. Yeah.
0: I, I love history too. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I went to school. Um, uh, I went to BG, then I went to Owens and I was going to be a history teacher Uh, Then there was a guy there. uh, I'm not going to blame it totally on him, obviously, (laughs) but he was like I took a history class and just I just didn't like it, and and you know and I probably part of it was him and part of it was me not like fully into it. But I I, I've always liked it, and I think what what really helped too is Mr. Ferguson was one of my favorite teachers. I uh, he was so cool. I I I
1: I can't say enough about him. Dean Dean has been a a huge impact on my teaching career and. When I when I left St. Francis and came to Perrysburg, I had already been teaching for fourteen years. Okay. And you know, I, I've never claimed like I know everything. There's always you always have more to learn, you always have more to appreciate and everything. And I came to Perrysburg and, and I started working with him. And we would talk all the time about what he does in his class, what I do in my class, and the influence that he had on on my teaching and what I do, and the impact has been tremendous so i I totally get what you're saying there because yeah. Dean is if there was a Mount Rushmore of teachers at perrysburg I've always said he's one of the faces on it it
0: yeah. has to be yeah he's right? yeah he 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 was so like there's there there are teachers who you know like love what they're talking about yeah. and aren't just like standing up there or whatever you know. And that's just something I remember, uh, like really sticking with me. And I hadn't seen him in a while. And I just saw him. I think it was last weekend. He was running at Rivercrest and getting mm-hmm. the drink. And I said hello. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I turn around. I go, Mr. Ferguson. He goes, Lorenzo. I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so it was cool to see him. But yeah, he was he was one of the main reasons why I'm like, you know, what? I think I want to try this. You yeah, because I just remember his classes were really fun. You know, and 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 because I was in high school during 9 11. Like, okay. and there's one thing I remember to specific memory is. We were in his class, like the next day, I think, mm-hmm. Um, and he had that newspaper up there, like the extra that came out and had the towers on fire or right. whatever, and and it was on TV. And I just, I went up to his desk and I asked him, like, "Hey, I was like, this is all we've been seeing the past twenty four hours. I go, do you mind if you just like turn the TV off, you know?" And, and he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "We could do that." And I just, it was just like, I don't remember like feeling a certain way about it. Right. I just know I was like, I just don't want to like. For hours, that's all we've been seeing. I like, go, yeah. I just don't want to see this anymore. And he turned the TV off and you know went about doing whatever you know. But I remember that too. Yeah, he. I just talked to him not too
1: long ago myself. He, you know, he's been retired fully for the last couple of years, and every year, I mean, he he knows the routine. I teach his AP A push class now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the AP US history. And uh, in he usually he texts me right before the test. Hey, good luck. Yeah. You know, like these kids are ready. He gives gives me some encouragement, which yeah. is which is awesome. And then he'll he'll text me about a week after the test. Hey, how did it go? You know, and things like that. And I'll I usually just call him. I'm like, this is going to be a very long text back and <laughs> forth. And, and I want to hear his voice. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and I just I appreciate the fact that you know a lot of teachers they retire. I'm done. And there, and mm-hmm, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I know that he still has an affinity for it. I yeah. know he still wants to be in the classroom. I wish he was in the classroom. Um, we actually taught the class about four years, five years together, where he had a couple of sections, I had a section or two, mm-hmm. and we would talk every day. Well, here's what we're doing today. Wow. And 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 to his credit, he was never like, okay, we have to do it this way. It was always, what do you think? Collaborative, and, and yeah, yeah, very much so. And and just. He's just a genuinely great guy. Yeah. So he's a
0: Guardian fan, so I don't hold that against him. And he, That's doesn't, why hold, we clicked he too. doesn't hold that against me being a Tiger fan, but yeah. And and, and he loved, the, I remember him loving The Simpsons too.
1: Oh. <laughs> I, so it's funny you mentioned that because I just found a box of The Simpsons stuff that he used to have. Oh, really? And he would put it in the display case or on his desk and yeah. everything like that. And, uh, and, and I'm, I, I text him, I'm like, hey, I, I took a picture, I sent it to him. I'm like, I have all the Simpson stuff. You know, what what do you want me to do with it or do you want it or anything like that? And he's like, Ah, you know, I'm good. I don't <laughs> I don't know where I'm gonna put all that junk or something like <laughs> that. So but yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of his stuff and and I have a, in my classroom, I have a shelf that I have. It's kind of like my little mini museum. Mm-hmm. Um and I try to to take something out of teachers who have left Perrysburg recently, oh, okay, and I'll put something up there, and I can look up and I'll I'll remember. Like I have a tiger from uh, Chris Harvey. He had all the stuffed tigers in his classroom, yeah, okay. And I have one of those in there, and I put the Simpson uh, Homer Simpson mask up there just to remind me of Ferg <laughs> and everything like that. So I can almost see him sitting on his head. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. Mr. Harvey
0: was another yeah. one. I, re- I, I didn't uh, I didn't have him as a teacher, but he was a track coach. Yeah, so I was, I saw him out there. But he was another one I really enjoyed talking to because it, when I think, uh, there's a different relationship when they're not your teacher, mm-hmm. but and he wasn't even my coach. Like I had, I had, uh, some, uh, H was my coach, so I would go, I, but I would just go talk to him in the stands and it was just like two people talking and he had yeah. no, like, I didn't have any other relationship with him besides just this coach in the stands that I go talk yeah. to every once So I'll tell him what I threw, you know?
1: Yeah. So. And, and you know what? He, he really appreciated it. I'm sure, you know, and, and I know as a, as a teacher, the the ones that I don't I I mean I love all my students and and just have a great time with them but it's it's a really interesting relationship when you just start talking to a student and it and it continues throughout the the, the school year mm-hmm. and never taught him but I, I had one this year this is a, a great example of it uh, a kid named AJ Bibb. who's a senior. oh yeah he was a kicker he just graduated he was a kid. oh yeah yeah. Yeah, duh. yeah he was on the football team yeah. he was a, I, I think of him as a soccer player oh yeah because yeah. he and my son were teammates and everything and got to know him. Um, never taught him. And so I'm in the hall all the time. I would say, Hey, J- AJ, you know, what's going on? You know, just, just little conversations yeah. and everything like that. Never thought anything of it. And, uh, they did a teacher appreciation night for the boys soccer team and he picked me. Oh, really? And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was, I've done it a couple of times and yeah. it's extremely flattering. I, I don't yeah. think the students realize how much it means to the teachers, mm-hmm. but having a, a kid who I never taught and I, I i knew him but it wasn't like in a in that respect as yeah. a teacher and it was the things that he said and the things that he did it it meant so much yeah. you know to just have somebody pick you and like you said you 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 didn't have him as a teacher but you know it means something to the teachers when you have that kind of a relationship because yeah. it's a little different than than what you normally see
0: yeah uh i i uh one thing we're going through now you talked about graduation is <laughs> Huh. My wife just went to the store. She went to the dollar store and got a bunch of graduation cards. It's yeah. one thing that's happened since being moved up to varsity. is just all the graduation parties you go to now, yeah. uh, and now uh, coaching you know other sports. So you know if I stay with basketball, it'll happen more through there too. Sure. But but it's just like graduation season, and I we had to like set a budget just for like all right these next few months because once we give especially like. I always feel like there has to be a certain level. It's like, all right, I coached you on the football team or you you live around the neighborhood or you're this or that. I was like, all right, where are we at here? Because <laughs> they're going to talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> how many times am I going to see you for the rest of your life? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to slip this one a 10 or a 20. <laughs> but but it it is uh, even getting those in the, in the mail. Like, oh, yeah, here's another one we get to go to and hang out or whatever. See him one last time. Yeah. Uh, or when they come back home and that kind of stuff, but it's fun. It gives yeah. you a new appreciation for the kids. It yeah. really does because yeah. they
1: thought of you, and and uh, it's it, it is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun too to see them. Uh, one of my favorite things, and I do it with my kids too, is when they're with us, they're a certain way, mm-hmm. and then when they're with their friends, they're almost different people. Yeah, and how they act and how they talk, and you know, I like seeing like the uh, football players when they're just hanging out at their house or talking to their friends or whatever, because that's like. Yes, I know you like football, and you're there to do a job, and you know you're being respectful and this and that. But like, just to be, see you, you be with your friends, I like that part yeah. of it. You know, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you 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 talked about being at Saint Francis for 14 years. How mm-hmm. long have you been teaching now? Total, total, 23 yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I talked to one of my uh, Paul Patterson. Who's oh yeah, a football coach, math, math teacher right now, <laughs> and. Uh, he talked about uh, working at central yeah, and he's like, man, I'm kind of kicking myself because like not getting into that state (laughs) retirement. He was like, I was there for 10 years. Mm -hmm." (laughs) Yeah. I can relate. Paul and I have talked about that a few times. yeah. Yeah, Well, Paul,
1: Paul and I actually have a relationship that goes back before we were here. Oh, really? Um, he was at Central mm-hmm. as a basketball coach. Okay. He was the varsity head boys coach. Okay. And I was an assistant varsity coach at St. Francis. So uh, we've, we've coached against each other a few times. Okay. Um, and I, I do remember um, when, when I was there, I'm like, I have a, a really good appreciation for him. You, yeah. you kind of get to know the coaches from the other side. You see them in, in, out in, I mean, it's a small coaching world. You know yeah. how that is. and mm-hmm. um, Always had a great reputation. I, I always enjoyed coaching against him and saying hi and talking to him before and after the games. And it was, you know, he, he did a great job there. So I, yeah. when, when Paul came to Perrysburg and we've seen each other around, cause we live in the same general vicinity neighborhood in Perrysburg and, um, you know, just like yeah, why do I remember you? And and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you used to be the central. Co- oh, that's right. You know, and and then all of a sudden, now he's a, a coworker, mm-hmm. and it's just he's he's such a great guy. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. so many of him at Perry'sburg, but he he really is. I, I I knew as soon as we hired him, I'm like, that is a great hire because yeah. I I know how he's going to be in the classroom. I know how he is with kids, and he obviously
0: knows his stuff and that. And it's uh, I'm I'm glad he's there. Was he uh, as fiery? Back then, is he because I know I remember talking to <laughs> Gary who coached with him at Genoa and how he can get pretty animated. I've seen him because Matteo would play on his son's baseball team for yeah. season two as like, he can get fired up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he's, he's real competitive. Seems I, like.
1: I, I hate to say it's almost toned down a little bit. Had, oh, okay. <laughs> Would you say like, a little bit? Would you say because
0: if there's any sport that I notice the coach yelling, it's basketball, at yes. any level, yeah. any level. Oh, your center stage. Yeah. So, right. so I would imagine just knowing Paul, like like his, like what he was doing or, or being, you know, what yeah. he acted up on the
1: i i don't yeah i mean he was emotional you can tell he was invested yes you know it was it was never out of anger it was just the the competitiveness because i i know i get the same way and everything like that and it's like you're not angry at the kid you're not mad at him i mean it's a don't make that mistake again type of thing or whatever but you just vocalize it a little differently
0: (laughs) (laughs) i being on the bench or behind the bench this year for for uh girls basketball like I I paid attention to the coaches a little bit more Mm -hmm. and and coach Sims being out there and one of the funniest things and I I don't know if I'll ever get this way because I'm horrible with names but just being able to yell at the refs with their first name like it just seems like a weird thing to me because I've never done that or or been able to do that but he's been around for so long and so have these officials and you know just yell and have like Greg what was that (laughs) why'd you like it would just make me laugh to hear like how they do it and as you get to know the refs a little more I,
1: I, there's a couple that, that I see all the time and then coaching baseball as well. Some of them are, are referees oh. and umpires Okay, and coaching first. I'll stand next to an umpire. Um, Jay Moran is, is one of the example who's been a really good official, great, uh, basketball and baseball and everything like that. And I've gotten to know him more because baseball, we stand next to each other and I yeah. can chit chat with them and, and talk about it. And we'll talk a little bit about basketball even out there as well, because it's a slower sport, but it's, it, I almost sometimes, like, I don't mean to get on you or yell, but, you know, I don't think most of them take it personally, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as you get to know them and they get to know you, you can have those conversations and you can get on them a little differently and everything. But yeah. you still got to be careful not to <laughs> overstep your bounds. Yeah. <laughs> I was always
0: good when I would coach the JV team. I was, I was good for one, uh, one flag a year mm-hmm. when, I, when I got a little carried away. And they would give me leeway, and I knew... I used to be a football official and I used to umpire baseball. So I knew like how far I could go with yeah. with your typical official because some some are, you know, let you go further and some, you know, throw a flag right away. Yeah. But there, I remember this one, um, the guy, the guy was giving me so like, just le- letting me go. Probably. You were the official. No, I was, You're I was the coach. A, okay. And the, this official was, was letting me probably say more than I should. And I kept taking it. <laughs> And then I, I, and then he's like, "All right, that's enough." And then I, in my head, I go, "Okay, I'm going to say this other thing, and I'm going to get a flag when I'm saying it anyway." And I don't remember what I said or whatever. And he threw a flag, and all the kids look at me. Whenever that would happen, though, I, after the game, I would say like, "Hey, you know, I did this for whatever, but I I shouldn't have done it, and yeah. I apologize for, to you guys or whatever." But but I think being a, a referee and an umpire like made me understand them a little bit more, so sure. I could you know, so I. I coach softball now, and I do not tolerate any parents talking about balls and strikes ever. And I'll let them do it one time, and then after that, the umpire doesn't have to say anything to me. I will go to that parent and be like, hey, please don't do that anymore. It's just not something we do. And let's face it, they're not changing their mind. They are not. There's the call. Live (laughs) with it. Yeah. And just cheer for your kid. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I will say stuff to umpires, and it happened, I think it happened at Mateo's baseball game, is a kid made a call. And then, like, the coach was talking to him, and then he changed the call. Mm -hmm. So then I, you know, I I wasn't upset, whatever. Afterward, I told, you know, I told the kid, like, hey, call right call or wrong call, like, stick with your call. And the only person that should help make you change it is your partner. Right. Because, you know, then, because he, maybe he saw something different or whatever, you know. But a lot of times when I'm talking to umpires, I let them know, like, hey, I used to do this. I used to be a director of umpires. Just want to give you some pointers, this and that. It's not, you know, I, constructive criticism. I mean,
1: just as much as a coach probably needs to get better at something. Yeah. Umpires too, players too. we're all trying to get
0: better. I would never tell anyone you made the right call or wrong call. I would say, here's what would make it better. So coaches don't say something
1: to you. You I had, I've had a couple of times where umpires, and I know I've gained some respect and, and vice versa. I've had some umpires, you know, an inning or two later or a quarter later, or even at halftime of something, you know, well, they'll, they'll look at me and they'll say, did I get it right? And I said, I, I think you missed it. And yeah. sometimes it would be a call against us yeah. or something like that or, or one that they, they gave us. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll ask me, like, did I get it right? And I said, no, you, you, he, you know, he didn't do this, he didn't do that yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's a nice respect when you've been around a little bit that, that they know you and they, they trust you. So I I think that helps in the relationship and everything like that because at the at the end of the game at the end of the day it's a game mm-hmm. you know we want to be competitive we want to win I'm as I'm as I'm as fiery as anybody and I you know I want I I want to win but it, when it's over it's like you know we're just we're just people having fun and trying to do it the right way and everything like that yeah. and I, I I appreciate when we can have those conversations and and talk about things.
0: There's been times after games when I was umpire and I would tell a team like, hey. I missed that call. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I I realized I missed it, but that was the call. I'm not. I can't change it. You know, yeah. a couple of pitches later or whatever. But that's, you know, I and and I've had I had a coach one time because most tournaments, little league tournaments, there's time limits. Right. So you can't start it ending after an hour and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was staring at my phone because I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is really close to the time limit. And a lot of times for teams, and I'm sure you know, for teams to get away from that time limit is. If they're losing and they're in the field, we're trying to start another inning. Their pitcher goes right out there, goes, I'm ready, let's go. Yeah. And like, okay, then we can continue. Their their pitcher, they were down. They were warming up, warming up. He was still doing stuff. And then I looked at him, I was like, All right, that's time. And he was like, Wait, we're out there. I go, No, he wasn't ready. The inning didn't start yet. And he that's the one I remember vividly him yelling at me. And then and we laughed. But the next day I saw him again. He goes, You're right. He goes, I apologize. He goes, You're right though. Uh I was just, you know, in the moment I wanted to win this and that. So I appreciated that. Cause yeah. that, that means a lot too like and fine be upset whatever right. you know you also got to do it right I tell the coaches if you want if you want to argue about something or question a call call time. Walk out here because I'm not going to respond Don't you. embarrass me. Yeah. And right. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to respond to you yelling at me in a dugout. Yeah. Because then guess what? Your parents are going to start yelling.
1: <laughs> it, oh, exactly. It, it trickles, and then the players start doing it. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have been doing this enough that we've we've seen that trickle-down effect, mm-hmm. that, whether it's the parents, the coaches, whoever's allowed to do it, yeah. then everybody else thinks they can, too. Yeah, and
0: that's the worst when when kids the kids start doing it. You know, like the coach made it okay. Yeah. I, I even go to the point, I don't even like when our softball team – Cheers about the other team because there's first of all, there's so many cheers in softball, (laughs) so many. Yes, there are. (laughs) I can hear them from our field. (laughs) So, uh, I let them just do a lot of these, but once they start talking about the other team, like I will, I'm like, hey, can you you, let's cheer for our team, guys? You know, and then and now it got to the point where a girl will start one and then another girl, like, hey. We're not allowed to do that. Let's just do our team, you yeah. know. So they started kind of picking up on yeah, it, too. which is good. Yeah, and hopefully, sometimes
1: the other teams will even pick up on it. You know, yeah. they're not cheering against us, but if you start doing it, then they'll do it, and then it spirals into yeah. God knows what. So. Yeah,
0: man, I went to I went, We went to one varsity game when the varsity played uh, Anthony Wayne, mm-hmm. and it was like softball night for the travel team. So there was a bunch of bunch of people there, but man, it was a lot going on. I can only imagine. <laughs> The, the coolest thing, though, is my my AU team was up at the back on the backstop, and they were like cheering one of their cheers, and mm-hmm. then the varsity girls started doing it with oh, them. Oh, that's so cool! It was really
1: cool, yeah. And that's where and that's where the community thing comes in because mm-hmm. they just they reciprocate it back and forth yeah. and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: so it, it was a good time, but yeah, that's <laughs> some of that stuff. Uh, some of that stuff gets on you after,
1: after a while. Yeah, we were we shared a bus twice. Uh, earlier on in the season, with the softball, as, as the varsity teams were going, one of them was to Springfield, and the girls were on the back of the bus, and they were doing their little chants and cheers, and yeah, guys don't do that, no. and just listening to it, and I mean it's it's their team, I you know I whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the last time we traveled with
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine Coach Hall's been around long enough where that wouldn't have happened. I, uh... I don't know what happened, but he, you know, part of it was both
1: teams were a little bigger this year and it was a little bit of a safety issue because all of the equipment and everything that's out there and and that, but he's like, yeah, we're either driving or we're getting a separate bus. He goes, he looked at me and says, you don't have to drive together with the girls for basketball, do you? When you have the, the, the dual nights and stuff like that, I go, uh, no. (laughs) He's like, well, we're not doing it either.
0: (laughs) How do you, uh, how do you like coaching with him? Because this year I, I like the the uh, makeup of those of the coaches. It was you and, and Coach Hall, and then Trevor was yeah. here. Who is, is this his first time coaching yeah, this yeah, year? This right, his first year with us. So it, it's such a like the different levels of, I guess, knowledge. I mean, y'all have knowledge of baseball. Yeah. But obviously, some have been doing it longer than others. But right. how, how was it coaching with not only Coach Hall but but Trevor? Um, well,
1: Coach Hall. I mean, first of all, he's a he's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Um, literally in the Hall of Fame and and continues to do so and and uh, hit his 700th win, mm-hmm. which is was uh, an amazing thing to be a part of and that and and just the history of it. Um, the thing about Coach Hall is he's been able to do it. I think he's been coaching for like 46 years, 45 years or something like that. Yeah. Almost as long as I've been alive. <laughs> Um, just saying. <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, but he's he's adapted to to kids. He he changes things that he does. Um, and and that's the thing that I love about him. He lets me do my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from. A, I, I see it from a different a different side of things I've come from uh, another winning program at St. Francis and that and when I when I came in here he lets me be me yeah and he gives me a lot of leeway to to do things and we have very we have mutual respect for each other and just the the conversations that we can have you know I never I never am critical you know, out loud to where players are hearing it and things like that. Yeah. But he, he wants me to, you know, if I don't agree with something, I tell him mm-hmm. if I agree with him, I, I tell him, but I mean, there, we're, we're constantly having conversations and things and he'll walk past me and kind of give me the little head nod, like, come here, I want to say something. You know, what do you think about this kid? And, and, you know, should we, should we do this? Should we do that? And, and so it's, <clears throat> it's, it's constant communication and, and feedback and things like that from each other. But he, he's, he's been around he sees he's probably forgotten more than i know yeah um one of those situations but he's he's fantastic and he sees things you know where most people are looking at they're focused on their kid and they're not not the team you know he's always focused about the team mm-hmm. and he wants to do what's right by them and and i've i've learned so much you know, from him and, and hopefully, you know, someday when I'm a varsity coach, I will take the good things that he's shared with me and, and, and the knowledge that he has and take that into my own program. Yeah. You know, having, having Trevor, now you go to the complete opposite (laughs) end of the spectrum. You know, when I came to Perrysburg, he was a junior and he was, he already had a reputation of being one of the great athletes at Perrysburg. And so playing football, basketball, and baseball, you know, he, he's on another level, Mm -hmm. um, obviously being all state in some sports and, and, and producing at a high level and playing on, on the big stage, you know, for a D one program, um, and then going to, he went to a junior college and then transferred to OU and, and started at, started there. And, you know, what he, what he brought back to Perrysburg, you know, the thing that kids remember is him you know they they trust him because they've seen him play Yes. Yeah. they're they're old enough that they not that he's that old but that he uh th- they've seen what he can do on mm-hmm. the field so it gives you that much more credibility and that and again not that he needs it but he just he sees it from a different perspective he's younger he can he's more in touch with who they are and you know he's the things that that he does. I hope we keep him for a long time. Selfishly, yeah. but he should be at the next level. Yeah. You know, and I know I he has some aspirations to coach in college and things like that. And he'll he'll be great. Um, I, I loved working with him, and very quickly between Coach Hall, and myself, him, Coach Hetzel, um, who was who was around um, a couple years, Rick Hetzel, and. Uh he played in high school at the great start when start was really oh, yeah, good yeah. programs and things like that. Um, everybody had their little niche and it, it's amazing. There's we don't step on each other's toes. Mm-hmm. There's mutual respect for everybody and it makes it really easy because the, the the personality that we all have and what we want to accomplish is it's the team goal. You know, we all have we all have the same idea. We want to win state, you know, yeah. that's the goal. And win NLLs and and things like that, and we'll we'll do it the right way and coach them up, and it's it's a it's a mutual respect admiration, and it works. It just worked really well together, the whole dynamics and everything like that. I I think Coach Hall's put together a, not just because I'm on it, but a, just a just a really good staff of of people. Uh, Matt and Kevin uh, who coach the freshman team um, Dave Russell who yeah. I know you coach with and yep. is an amazing coach just a, mm-hmm. a a great dude and and you know he's been there as a head coach and uh, and Scott Mitchell who has become a really good friend of mine and um, you know just the the whole dynamics of of the coaching is it's it's the same goal and everybody's there to get better. It's, yeah. it's not about aspirations or things like that. It's not about me or, or you or whatever. It's, we're here to get better and focus on this season and the next season. And, and we're all coaching, like we're going to be there forever and, and treat it as a true program, yeah. which is, which is really cool. So I, Dave Hall's created that culture, you know, and it's, um, it's been a lot of fun to go to practice and to the games and and know that we're going to get the best out of all of us every time.
0: And that's you know you talked about the f- first thing you talked about, and I hear it from from assistant coaches all over. Is the uh, really the mark of a good coach is like they just let me coach, yeah, right? They they're not like like in every little drill, doing every little thing. Yeah. You know, they just let you be you, like you said. And you know, obviously that that trickles down to all the other coaches, and yeah. you know, even the kids like they they feel comfortable being there, knowing like hey our head coach the guy in charge lets these other coaches do what they want to do and, yeah. and and make sure everyone's just on like i said on the same path to whatever you want to achieve
1: yeah and the the relationship with the kids is is great and again they i think they feel comfortable enough to go to any of us that they can talk to us, or 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 not not question in a bad way, but say what do you think about? Yeah, and it yeah. it just gives everybody. I have that ability with Coach Hall, and the players have that ability with us. Like you know, what do you think about? Or or you know, what, you know, just giving us their opinions here and there. And it's it's always respectful, mm-hmm. you know, and which is which I can appreciate. And I I've been I mean I've been blessed. I I've seen I've worked with Coach Hall. I worked with Coach Boys. I taught with Matt Kriegel. Yeah. For a couple of years in the classroom and as a team teacher and that and and we work together and, you know, we've had three great coaches and I was fortunate to see all of them and work with them in some capacity that there's between all of them, there's a common factor and they let their coaches coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you saw that with Matt. Yep. I think Dirk does that too. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Dirk, Dirk is in that mold as well because he, he gets it. Yep. And let your coaches coach, and you trust them. That's why you hired them yeah. in the first
0: place. I, I get and, nervous sometimes. They give me like, yeah, do what you want to do. I'm like, but I don't even know what I, don't know what I want to do. Like, yeah. like, you know, but, but it's that much where they're just right. like, I trust you. Like, Do what you want to do. You'll figure it out. I remember, yeah. I've said it before, but I remember when I first became a varsity coach with Coach Kriegel, He's like he's like F- do whatever drills you want to do mm-hmm. you'll find out which ones you like you'll find out which ones they don't like you know move maneuver around he never once said here's our good here's good drills to do do these yeah you know, he just said figure it out and, and you'll be fine they'll, they'll be fine
1: yeah and and I think all of those coaches they adapt mm-hmm. they they change they they do the things that are necessary that they see. What other teams are doing, or other—they're not afraid to admit that you know this isn't working. Yeah. We need to try something else, and I think that's one of the reasons why Perrysburg is so successful. I, and I see that in in other, like Todd Sims yeah. is the same way, and I've I've known him for quite a while as well, and and he does the same thing. And mm-hmm. and there's a reason why guys like that and Jorge—I mean, the, the coaches Monheims, and everybody's starting to come to mind—you know, of all yeah. the Perrysburg coaches. They all have the same thing in common. They yeah. let their coaches coach. They let their players play, and and they don't they don't nitpick at every little thing. They let them feel comfortable, and and th- I think that's one of the reasons why we're so successful. Yeah,
0: I think so. Uh, what are your? You had mentioned being a varsity head coach. What are your like? Do you have aspirations in any sport to be like, hey, I want to be in charge of? Yes, of a, yeah. <laughs> anywhere. I, I get
1: well. I, I want to be at Parisburg. Yeah, I. I, yeah. I mean, are it's one of the great programs in the state, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. And, um, the big question I always get is which one do you want? Baseball or basketball? Yeah. And I, I, sometimes I just look at him and go, well, which one's leaving first, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I think, I think Chuck Jaco deserves a lot of credit too, for, for putting people in a position of being successful in that. And I know some of them were there before him, but he allows his coaches to coach. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I know that Dave and Dave, they're 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 so successful. I mean, there are over thirteen hundred wins between the two of them in their two respective sports. Yeah. And they um, you know, they they deserve to be here as long as they want. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, it's it's I don't know which one I want. I love them both yeah. for different reasons. And it's um, you know, I, I wanna be a varsity coach and but I'm I'm again really blessed to sit back and well, not sit back, but participate with these guys because they let me do what I do. Yeah. And, and to be successful, I, I feel like I'm a varsity head coach because yeah. they give me that freedom, you know, and I, I try not to overstep my bounds or anything like that. But I've had people come up to me in both sports and, and say, you act like you are the head coach <laughs> at times. And I go, well, we all know who the head coach is. Yeah. Credit to them to give me that responsibility mm-hmm. and trust me enough to be able to do my thing. I mean there were timeouts where Boyce saw it in my eyes like I got this. Yeah. You know, and he would just back off, let me go, and then the timeout's over and he goes, "Okay, let's go." Yeah. You know, and 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 Coach Hall's the same way, you know, he, they allow me to to speak my mind and and do what I do and um you know, whenever it happens, I'm I want to be a head coach. Yeah. I'm going to be a head coach and uh, and it's a credit to those guys to to give me that opportunity now and do what I do that I, I know I'm going to I know I'm going to do it right, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know.
0: <laughs> that, that was something I wanted to for a while was to be a, a head football coach. And, you know, I, I think what really cemented it was – I would always talk to Kriegel about it. Yeah. And, you know, when he retired, he, you know, me and he kind of – he said he put a word in for me and Sam, you mm-hmm. know, and then – um and then uh, that didn't happen, but uh, you know whatever. I still want to do it. So then right. the Norfue job came open, and Sam and I both applied for that too. And I think what's what cemented it, like other people see how I coach too, is that they gave they gave me an interview. Like, yeah. you know I was that I, says a lot. Yeah, and I was only a varsity assistant for three years, I think. Yeah, uh, but I had a lot of other experience, and you know I think uh, I I asked the the athletic director. I was like, Why, Why'd you pick me? You know, it's a panel. There's like, right. I think there's like seven people in there. It's like, why'd you pick me? You know, of all these other people, I don't have as much experience as some of these other people." And the assistant ad was like, "Man, I don't think anybody's ever asked that question." I go, "Really?" I go, "I'm super curious yeah. because I don't know if I would have picked me." Right. And they're like, "Well, you know, obviously we know you from football, but we talk to a lot of people, and I think uh, Andrea Monheim's." husband was at a so they they talked and and found out more about me and everything so that like cemented like yeah i could do this there's other people that know me besides just football stuff you know and now there's now there's a gap there where i can't do anything because if my son plays football i can't imagine not watching him on friday nights you know so i'll stay here for for a while until he's done and decides not to play you know even talking to sam like hey there might be an opportunity for you if you're available. I was like, man, I I can't. He's at Eastwood I now, can't. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't, man. As much as I want to be move up and be an offensive coordinator for a varsity team or do these other things, I was like I was like, I just can't not be here. Right. You know, my daughter's probably gonna be a majorette too on Friday nights. So these there's these things That's that cool. that got that, you know. Is that my goal? Yeah, but now it's just further down the road. If it happens, it happens. If not, you know, I'm still having a lot of fun yeah. doing what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. And and that's that's the other thing that creeps in there is that family component and yeah. everything like that. And yeah. I think it makes it a little easier to commit your time knowing that with your son gonna be there and your daughter and that you're you're going to have a backstage pass to seeing what they do yeah. as yeah. well. And that's and that'll you'll appreciate it when it happens. And I'm sure you've seen it with like Drew Sims and Todd, yep. you yep. know, and things like that. So you're like, I want that moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be there. And, and, you know, being at Perrysburg, they give you that opportunity, which mm-hmm. is really cool.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I'm looking forward to, to that part of it. He had a flag football game a couple weeks ago where the score was tied. And,. Um, he and there was no time left. They mm. scored with no time left. It was tied, and, and he caught the one-point conversion to win, <laughs> and that was, all his buddies were excited. He doesn't play a lot on his team. Yeah. He's a big kid, and, and flag football is, you know, tall, fast kids running around sure. everywhere, you know, but he caught, uh, he caught a touchdown, and he caught the two-point conversion, and his sister went up to hug him and she, he, put, he pushed her out of the way and came right to me, you know, but it was, it was cool. He came yeah. right to me and gave me a hug and, you know, and then I kind of flash forward like, man, this is, it'd be nice to win or lose on a Friday night just to be there with him. Yeah. I'm the first one that gets to talk to him after a win or a loss. And, you know, we can share that for however long. It and, has to do and
1: it. when it happens in high school, and he comes up to you, yeah. and you're gonna flash back to that day <laughs> on that flag football field, yeah. and, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, you know, it's just, it's just like it happened. It's, yeah. it's finally
0: there, but just don't rush it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> That's what everyone says. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, this, this is awesome. Um, I uh, I do like like seeing you out there because you know, very similar as far as like being involved and stuff yeah. and doing all these things. So it, it's fun to see you out there and, you know, say hello, talk about, you know, whatever sport we're talking about, you know, yeah. and, um, I do like, you know, I haven't, I didn't make it to a lot of baseball games, but just being out there in, in, in coach hall, just the same thing with the environment. Like he just let's just go a dugout. Me and Mateo were in a dugout for yep. a little bit for that game, you know, yep. just like having, having these opportunities for not only myself, but for my kids, like it, it's really cool and it's really be. I, I like being in the Perrysburg community yeah. because of that, right?
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. You guys are more than welcome anytime.
0: Yeah, we. I tried to get him to be Bat Boy one time, and he was a little nervous about <laughs> it. Uh, but he did enjoy some, just being in that Good. dugout. So, but uh, thanks again cool. for, for yeah, coming. Yeah, I appreciate here. you having me. Thank you. Thanks to Chris Stein for coming on the podcast today. Uh, it was really fun, just uh, pretty much talking about uh, nerding out uh, baseball card collections and signatures for a while. Uh, then talked a lot about coaching, so it was a uh, right up my alley. This this episode, uh, but it, it was a great time, great time talking to him. Uh, and uh, you know, I hope I hope nothing but the best for him. Hope he gets to be a, a varsity sport, varsity coach uh, at some point in his career. Uh, I think he'll be great at it. So I look forward to to see him do that. Uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, with a busy summer coming up, with uh, with work and kids sports and kids activities. I'm going to still try to get two episodes out a week, um, but it just may be difficult. So you may see some some old episodes, some other podcasts I listen to, but you know, I'm going to still try to do things out here. Uh, we did officially reach 100 YouTube subscribers, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and I just realized uh, as I'm sitting here that I forgot to do the Let's Get Deep portion of this podcast, so that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, it's been pretty hectic. Uh, so... I apologize to Chris for that. Maybe I should, maybe I can YouTube and it uh, will uh, get a question out there. So we'll see what happens. Gosh dang it, I'm an idiot. All right, well, uh, I'll try to get better for that. The things even sitting right next to me, right here. I mean, we could, we were staring at it the whole time. So uh, I'm just an idiot. So, uh, but yeah, thanks, thanks for 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 always you know downloading, listening. Uh, I had somebody reach out to me yes yesterday at the walleye game old director from UTMC, his name's Doug, uh, reached, uh, just, we said hello, and then as we were leaving, he said, you know, I love the podcast, so I like all that, you know, so hopefully, people are really enjoying this, uh, we're almost at 20,000 downloads, so that's pretty exciting, after we had reached the uh, 100, 100, YouTube subscribers, so we're making waves out there, so please share this, uh, like it, you know, share an episode that you like, uh, comment on everything, you know, just uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you, uh, you listen, if it's YouTube, if it's, you know, Spotify, iTunes, there's subscribe options. Uh, So hit those so we get more followers. So uh, this thing's growing. I'm going to try to keep it moving along despite my busy life and busy schedule. I still try to keep doing what I do. So I appreciate you all. Uh, As always, thanks to uh, Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Big Daddy Graphics, and Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.